Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Bedroom Talks podcast, where we get financially intimate. Today, I am thrilled to have Taylor with us. Taylor is a budget expert and owner CEO of her very own business. As a mom and entrepreneur, Taylor understands the unique challenges of managing a household expenses while pursuing your dreams. That's why she created Taylor Budgets, a company that provides a range of practical tools and resources to help people make their money enough. With over 67,000 dedicated subscribers on YouTube, Taylor gained recognition for her realistic and effective budgeting methods, most notably her cash stuffing technique. Her passion for financial literacy extends beyond her online platform. She's also the co-founder of Elevated Life Company. It's a company focused on helping individuals achieve their personal and financial goals. In today's episode, Taylor is going to share her expert insights on budgeting, financial planning, and how to make the most of your hard-earned money. She's also going to discuss her unique take on the cash stuffing method and how you can gain control of your own finances regardless of your income level. Whether you're a seasoned budgeter or just starting to get a handle on your finances, this conversation is sure to provide valuable tips and strategies to help you achieve your financial goals. So grab your notebook and pen and get ready to make your money work for you with Taylor, the budgeting expert who's helping people everywhere take control of their finances. Hey y'all, get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it, at least not thoroughly anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate, a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're gonna cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. All right, I am so excited for this conversation. Taylor, I am so honored to have you with us today because I've been following you for a little while and I absolutely love your methods and and the way that you're just so open and honest about everything. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. I'm excited to be here, Dr. Michelle. And I love the intro. It was really nice. Oh. <laughs> it was the vibe. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm always like not 100% sure if I'm going to nail it with the intro, but I'm like, you know what? <laughs> um, it was perfect. Great. I love it. Um, I'll send it to you if you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and just get right into this. So I um, got introduced. I believe I found out about you originally because I was kind of searching out some potential guests for the podcast. 
and someone that either knows you or you work with mm-hmm. had mentioned um, about you. And I went and I checked out your Instagram and I was like, oh my goodness, like this, like, sh- this is amazing. Like, this is so exactly what, you know, I, I, I'm looking for. And I believe that was like a couple months ago. And it's just taken a while for us to be able to um, schedule the episode between both of our schedules. So mm-hmm. um, kind of in your own words, if you could give an example of or, or, or synopsis of what it is that you provide specifically on your social media for people. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I would say just real life hot, which means open, honest, and transparent financial tips. And I provide those financial tips by showing my supporters my real life finances. I think that's as transparent as one can get. Um, And I think that's why I have grown to where I have grown because of the relatability and the transparency. Um, If I'm having a bad financial month or bad financial months, I say it. If I'm thriving financially, I say it. There's no, um, there's nothing I really hide from my supporters because I want them to feel that they are relatable or like, oh, she really gets where I'm going through because she's going through the same thing. Um, So yeah. I think that's what I do. And um, I share that with the budgeting method I use, zero-based budgeting, and also the um, supporter favorite cash stuffing. So. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love that. Um, I love the aspect of the the honesty and, um, you, you know, you're, you're, you said op- op- honest, honesty, openness, and transparent. Yes, yeah, I absolutely love that. And, and you're right. Like nobody wants to really listen to someone give advice about finances if they're not sharing like their own challenges and, and, and right. like, okay, you say this is what you got to do in tough times, but what tough times have you been through? How do you mm-hmm. know? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and a lot of my supporters, they say, especially new ones coming in, they say, you're the first person that I found in the finance space that actually, one, doesn't make millions and millions of dollars, but also doesn't just show the highlight reels. Because, mm. you know, you know, Instagram and TikTok, most of the time, all we show is the good and not the right. bad or where we've come from. Um, so I think by showing where I've come from and also what I'm going through is a part of humility. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for me, I don't want to follow anyone that isn't humble. <laughs> so um, I just, I pride myself on being as open as possible. And there are times when that embarrassment kicks in like, oh, Taylor, you racked up that credit card. <laughs> now your supporters are holding you accountable because they're like, Taylor, where you at? <laughs> where you been? And I can't hide behind my credit card debt that I racked up because of um, stress, financial stress, right? So Mm -hmm. those are the things I like to share. Like for me, um, I always share with my supporters, like, y'all, I am stressed. I went to Target. I did it again. Now we need to pay pay this off, right? Or now we need to figure out 
where this money is going to come from to pay off this Target card. So those are the, just the types of things I share. And by doing that, I understand my relationship with money. That's a huge thing. It's understanding your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Then if it's negative, how can we switch it to positive? So, yeah. Absolutely, girl. <laughs> Don't get me preaching on that topic because yes. mindset is yeah. like the key. Like I tell, I talk to my clients all the time about this. I'm like, I can give you all the tools and resources in the world. I can help you build a solid budget. I can help you figure out the best yeah. debt payoff plan. I can do all that for you. But if we don't work on the mindset piece, you're going to eventually end up right back in the same place again, even when you get out of that, mm -hmm. because you, you have to address the roots and the roots Absolutely. are those negative mindsets, right? Absolutely. Mm, I love it so much. So, <laughs> there's like 15 directions I want to go in my head right now. So I'm going to try to open it. <laughs> um, so first off, I was going to say that um, I have little bits and pieces been vulnerable on my personal social media and stuff. Um, probably not, not probably definitely not as much as I should be. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've shared my story, um, a number of times, but not like, I always forget just because I shared once doesn't mean that everyone saw it and there's new people out there too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the other piece of it is like how you literally share how you're budgeting. Um, and I, I have shifted my perspective on this topic over the last probably six ish months or so. Um, but at first I was afraid to mm -hmm. share that stuff because I was thinking to myself, if I share what I'm really doing with my money, people are going to think, I don't want to listen to her. Right. She doesn't have it all together. But then you realize like people actually don't expect you to have it all together. Right. Right. Like, cause that doesn't, it's not real. Exactly. Right. Um, so the other piece of why I'm still not doing it as much as I should be is excuses. Mm -hmm. I say I don't have time and really like I have a, I have a tight schedule, but not so tight that I can't right. carve out some time. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, putting that stuff out, like I keep telling myself, Michelle, you need to do something similar, like where you're showing your budgeting, yeah. right? I know that I need to, I keep letting time get away from me. So that's on me, but I love that you're going to, because more of us do need to do that. More of us yeah. need to be open and honest about that piece. Um, but I wanted to kind of really get into this conversation of the, um, you mentioned the zero-based budgeting, which... 100% love, love zero-based budgeting and then the cash envelopes. Before I do that, I want to get um, or kind of ask you, like, how did all this get started? Like, what mm -hmm. happened that made you start doing this? Yes. Yeah, so it was ooh, December 2020. I was actually talking to Amethyst, who is the one that... Yeah. Um, connected with you about me. So she's been a longtime friend of mine and now she is my also my assistant. So um, we were texting and I was telling her how I really need to start budgeting because at that time I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. I was making very little money and I was living with my family. And I was like, oh, I really just 
not that I don't want to live with my family, but I want to be able to take care of my daughter on my own. And I wasn't able to do that. Um, and she was like, have you heard of the budget mom? And I was like, no, what is that? Who is she? And she sent me her link and I, and that was it for me. Um, the budget mom taught me everything I knew about budgeting, zero-based budgeting and the cash stuffing method. Um, so I binge watched her videos for like a good weekend and, and then I implemented it. Um, Mm. And then I was like, why don't I just put this on YouTube? Like, why don't I put my journey on YouTube from not budgeting to starting to budget and hopefully turn my financial life around? Um, So I started putting it up there. Zero subscribers on YouTube. Just willy nilly. Like, let's just see how this works as a low income budgeter. Because as I was watching The Budget Mom and then I went into the um, financial space on YouTube, I saw a lot of budgeters with like high incomes. And I'm like, I can't relate to that. I cannot relate to no one having debt or um, no one having children uh, or anything like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. I don't know how well it's going to go, but we'll just see. And then I think I would say a month passed by and I was like... 1,000 subscribers. And then for like months straight, every week I went up 1,000 subscribers, 1,000 subscribers, which is where I am now, which is I think 78,000 subscribers. But it it all just happened because I was a low income budgeter and that's what everyone needed. I was Mm -hmm. showing them not only how to do zero-based budgeting, but how to do cash stuffing. Like no one knows what that is. Like, what is that? Uh, we're we're in this like card generation. Like we swipe our card, swipe, swipe, mm-hmm. swipe, swipe, swipe. And we never know what we spent or we look at our account and like, I spent all that. Like, where did my money go? Right. So the cash stuffing helps eliminate that. The cash stuffing mm-hmm. allows you to take out certain cash for certain categories. And that's the only cash you can spend. Once you spend that amount, you are done until your next paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that strategy just changed my life. I've been doing it ever since. That is what I show on my channel. If I if I spend cash in another category, I say it because that's realistic. If I go over my cash budget and I had to swipe my card for something, I say it because that's realistic. I share my journey. I like to say that I'm not a finance guru or experts i'm just someone sharing her journey and people catch on because it's relatable and that's it (laughs) and that's it right (laughs) oh i love it i uh i mean there's so many things that kind of came to me in, in you sharing that one um the growth that you experienced in three years like Mm -hmm. it's literally been three years Mm -hmm. only three years like that's that's Mm -hmm. insane that's mind-blowing and um i kudos to you for sticking it out because um this is it's not easy (laughs) it's not easy at all and then the way that you developed um you know products and things like that as well which we'll get into that conversation Mm -hmm. um probably here shortly um but also like i i as you were sharing your story from the very beginning from the early uh 2020 or december you said december 2020 yeah december um, 2020. Mm-hmm. i was i heard key pieces and actually just had a conversation earlier today that was very similar about um 
and I, I'm a part of a, I don't know if you've heard of Clubhouse. Mm-mm. Okay, Clubhouse is like an audio-based platform where you're having live conversations with people all throughout the world. Super cool. That uh, is. So I'm a part of a group on there where I go like every other Saturday and just have conversations. And today we were talking about basically how to master um, unpreparedness, whether it's life happened or because mm-hmm. you didn't plan. Right. Steps in that, right? So, what we were talking about in there was um, step number one is acknowledgement. Oh, yeah, big time. 100%. You cannot move forward with anything until you acknowledge what is going on. I acknowledge I messed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Number two is analysis. Yes. Number three is um, taking action. Mm-hmm. on the analysis piece. Um, well, I mean, let me take back. Number three is prioritization, like prioritizing your, you know, what needs to happen. And then four okay. is like um, four is action. And then step five is accountability. Ooh, Those are the good. Pieces. So I heard every bit of that in what you shared from that moment oh, of December 2020. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> Like, isn't it like that, that is yeah. exactly like I heard you, you said that you're like, oh, I realized I wasn't doing good. I wasn't budgeting and I needed to do something about it. And then you 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 were like, OK, well. Here's maybe where I wasn't going doing so well, I got to do something about it. You did talk to someone first originally before you like took action. But that was like a general conversation that was part of the analysis piece. Right. And then you figured out your priorities. I need to learn how to do this. I need to figure right. out okay, what do I need to do? Right. And you got some information and you took action by learning and implementing. Yes. And then I assume this person has been your sense in essence accountability partner this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I, I would also like to add to that it's finding motivation to keep you mm-hmm. going. Yeah, yeah. With anything in life, if you want to change something that could possibly be like a constant, consistent, actionable steps you have to take in order to change and stay changed, you have to find something or someone that motivates you. And for me, that was my daughter. Uh, That was one of the things the budget mom recommended was, yes, you decided that you want to take actionable steps to change your finances. Great. But what's going to keep you going? Because I think we can all relate to having this urge and motivation and like, yeah, let's do this. And then we're like, oh, my gosh. Especially if you don't see whatever you're trying to accomplish right, right on, or like mm-hmm. immediately, we have to find something that motivates us. And for me, that's my daughter. And that's going to always be a constant motivation because I have to take care of her and she's the love of my life. So <laughs> if I want a roof over her head or I want her to go to a, a great school or attend dance classes or have all the toys she wants and shoes and whatever, I have to make money. I have to not only make it, but manage it the right way. Right. So yeah, I would add that piece, but those steps that you mentioned are spot on, but just through experience, we can take those steps and be headed in the right direction and go right back because 
we don't motivate ourselves. Sometimes we have to find something outside of ourselves to motivate us. So, yeah, I'm also a psychology major, so. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're 100% right. Actually, um, come to think of it, when I was in the very beginning of my doctoral program, and this was, when did I start? I want to say I started my program in 2018. Um, so pre-pandemic, I finished early 2020, but I, my very first residency, we were sitting together and, you know, the seasoned professors were there and they're like, so why are you here? And pretty much everybody went around. There was like 50 people in the room and every single person shared their why. Their mm, why are, why yeah. are they here? The right. Why, why are yeah. you doing this? Right. And they, um, it was very interesting because we, we all had a reason and purpose. Mm -hmm. um, but what they said at the end of all of that, I mean, some people were like, oh, like, I just want to be an expert, right? Okay, cool. Good luck with that, <laughs> right? But then there were people that basically were, you know, there was a deeper meaning, like, you know, myself, like I wanted to, um, kind of take all of the things that happened to me in the past, all the things that I've been through, which included a financial crisis of my own and be an example to my son and show him that like, you don't have to stay in the mesh. You can overcome like it's possible. Right. And so um, for those that, that don't haven't heard this yet, I'm actually a former high school dropout. I dropped out of high school halfway through my senior year. 20 years later, mm -hmm. I became a doctor. Like that's what, right? right? And so that that was my why. Yes. But it was so interesting because at the end of all of us sharing our deep whys and all that, they basically were like, that's all great and everything, but you have to do it for you. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Their their premise there is like, don't put don't put your um motivation necessarily in something or someone else put it in yourself first right because when you're constantly doing it for somebody and something else eventually there's going to be some kind of like resentment is resentment disappointment anything like that not to say that we would resent our children in any way right. shape or form it that's not it, it but sense. think about it like this i'm doing this for me, mm -hmm. because I know that if I, when I succeed, knowing that my son had a good example is, is like, there, there's, there is no words. For yes. That, right. I agree. So it's, you're doing it for your children, but for you first and your children are having the benefit of that. Right. I guess um, it, that kind of reminds me of when they say um, you have to be good for yourself before you can be good for your children. Mm -hmm. Or when they say, put your oxygen mask on before you put on the next person's like, so yeah. you're right. You're right. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And as, as parents, um, so my son is almost 20 years old now, so he's technically an adult, but I'm still teaching him things. I just forever. Oh, we uh, always forever. Like, just FYI, for those who have younger children, um, 
adult parenting, like parenting adult children is the hardest part of parenting because you have mm. no control over what they do, but they still need you. Oh, right. Uh, I think my mom is definitely learning that now. Like I'm 29 <laughs> and then I have a 25 year old brother and then a 15 year old brother. So she's just, mm-hmm. my daughter's mm-hmm. four. So. <laughs> <laughs> Savor it. Savor it. <laughs> yes, I, I try. I try. I mean, oh, we're gonna we'll get into a parenting topic if we keep going that direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right no, ahead. it's but especially as parents, like we want to do everything for our children. But the best thing that we can do is be an example to our children. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think it's I think our children most importantly want to see us at our happiest and our mm-hmm. at our most fulfilled. Um so yeah, I think if they see us struggling or or constantly just just doing the best we can but never getting anything from it, I think that's I think they're just gonna end up just sad and or feel like, mm-hmm. oh, is that how my life is gonna be? Like they can say, Oh, my mom did this for herself and she's thriving and she's happy and she's healthy and I could do it too. Like so I definitely agree with you, Dr. Michelle. I definitely agree. I um um, so first off, I think that sometimes my son, my son's like on my social media and stuff too. It's like, mm-hmm. he knows what I do. He sees myself or whatever. And I know he hears me, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he gets annoyed and he's like, oh, I'm tired of having these conversations with my mom. <laughs> oh yeah. But in the end he goes back and he's like, mom, you're right. Mm-hmm. I know I was. Yeah. <laughs> I always will be. Just remember that. I've gone through it. This is from experience, right? I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I know you said your your daughter's four, um, mm-hmm. so she, it, it's hard to have certain conversations with her at this point. But she's also old enough to start understanding things. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if you have um, started having any money conversations with her yet. Uh, not yet. If I'm being honest, I think sometimes once she does receive money, the first question I ask her is, do you want to save it or do you want to spend it? And of course it's always spend on toys. So then we get to target and I'm like, are you sure? Cause if you get more money, you can buy something bigger if you save it. And then she just like, Hmm, she's very intelligent. She's like, Hmm. hmm. Now I'll do it. I'll just buy something now. Right. So um, what I started doing is because I'm a cash stuffer. Um, if I receive any coins throughout the week from like change mm-hmm. from the grocery store, Starbucks, wherever I go, she has her own coin box thing. And I told her all the coins that you receive in this box for the whole year, you get to spend like I guess at the end of Christmas time or in the new year on something or whatever you want. And she loves to put the coins in the coin jar because she likes to see them grow. But then I'm going to take her to the bank and see how we can exchange it into cash. And I'm going to count it with her. And then I'm going to be like, do you want to put this away or do you want to spend it? But she's gotten the idea throughout the year that, oh, I'm going to keep saving so I can buy something bigger later. She's four, so she always wants to spend something. But at least I'm getting her into that mindset of, no, I need 
just the coin jar. Oh. That's okay. I don't know if anyone caught that. I paused it temporarily. It froze a little bit. Um, so okay. um, it's all good. Just a few seconds of a little hiccup. And, you know, like I said, this is, we do life as is and keep all the, the, mm -hmm. the, the mistakes in there because that's life. And that's exactly <laughs> yes. what we're talking about right now, right? You can't undo the credit card swipe that you just made. So you you know, we're not going to undo the technology issue. Love that. <laughs> um, no, but I love that though, because even if you're not physically, like you're not having a thorough conversation with her, mm -hmm. but you are essentially conversating, but you're having those essential conversations. Like they are, they're young, but they're wise enough to understand pieces of that. She sees what you're doing and you literally are giving her a choice, spend or save, spend mm -hmm. or save, spend or save. And she's seeing right. like what her choices are like, amounting to. Um, right. And I did the same thing with my son when he was younger. I think when I went through my um, crisis, my financial crisis, it was, I think my son was like 10-ish. Mm -hmm. And as I started like figuring things out, I did the same thing with him. When, you know, we would go to the store, the, you go to the store, you're pulling up to the store, you have the kids with you, what's the first thing that they do? Can I get something? Right. Exactly. So I got smart. I was like, okay, we're driving to the store. And I'm like, I'm telling him we're going to the store. And I tell him, I already know, do I have extra money or do I not? Right. And I'm literally like, all right, I have an extra $5. So you can get something today because you've been well behaved and I have mm -hmm. an extra $5, but that's your max, like $5. Right. And I even talked about tax and I'm like, so you have to think about that. Right. right. And, and take tax into account. Um, and, you know, I may have I may have had a few extra dollars because it's hard to just spend five dollars exactly. these days unless you're going oh, to yeah. the Dollar Tree. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there were times where I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And I literally said to him, I have no extra money today. We're going in here for just this. And that is it. Please do not ask me for anything today. Right. If you are if you respect mommy's wishes um and you behave you know be you know be well behaved i mean trying to ask children to behave for a long right. period of time and it's hard but you know you, yeah. you try anyways right um so i you know please respect my wishes don't ask me for anything while we're in a store and you know be on your best behavior you know mm -hmm. and the next time we go to the store if i have extra money then i will let you get something exactly. right Right. And it actually worked out pretty well for the most part. Um, there were a few times where he didn't, but he didn't <laughs> bug me as much because I wasn't always saying no, 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 no. Sometimes I said yes. And other times mm -hmm. I was like, mm, we'll, you know, I'm not sure. I didn't do the we'll see and never right. actually do it. You know, they, they want some kind of like um, commitment from mm -hmm. you, you know? Oh, yeah. If not, they'll keep asking. Like, I didn't get the answer. Like, yep. I don't have a concrete answer here. Is it yes or no? Or is it? I understand. Because I, I make that mistake a lot of times with my daughter. And mm -hmm. she will call me out, Mom, you said maybe. So that means yes or no. What is it? And that, or she said, no or, uh, she said oh, maybe, Lauren, we'll see. Right? And then we get there. She's like, Mom, you said we'll see. 
And have it, she'll just say like, that's, you said, we'll see. I said, well, no, but you said, we'll see. Why can't I get it? And she'll ask me that question. I'm like, wow, she is smart. Like, they give also, me a- <laughs> it, yeah, like give me an answer, but also like, they don't understand what you mean by we'll see. Like they're, right. they don't really, they, they take, we'll see as, oh, that's likely a yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not a I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what we'll see. We'll see means I haven't decided yet, but they don't hear that. They hear this might be a yes. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep asking yep. until I get a yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if I don't get a yes, I'm gonna throw a fit, at least for my, my child. But yeah. <laughs> yep. That hundred percent. I have been there. Um so I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that's a little bit more on the vulnerable side, but, you know, from what you've shared already, I don't, I don't think this is too far out of what you've, you know, kind of already um, talked about on your social media and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it, can you think of, or I should, let me word it this way, thinking about some of the challenging financial decisions that you've had to make or um, maybe something that you did with the money that was probably your quote worst mistake when it comes to the the money. Like, could you share an example of something and then how you maneuvered through that? That's that's pretty tough because I would say I'm a natural saver. Okay. Um, I'm not really big on spending lots of money at a time, but I, what I have realized about myself is that when I get anxious. I go straight to the store mm-hmm. and I'm anxious a lot of the time <laughs> because I just have so many things just on my plate. So it was within the last year, I think Black Friday last year. So it's been almost a year. Um, I was so stressed, Michelle. Like, I can't even tell you. I was I was stressed. I would find myself at Target and I would spend hundreds of dollars at a time. And at first mm-hmm. when I did that, I would not tell my social media supporters. I would not tell them mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I just did this. And I, and I would always use my target credit card because I never used it. And I was like, eh, I can use it, pay it off. But if you're like me and all of the other target lovers, you go there for one thing, or you say you're going to buy one thing and you end up spending $200. Exactly. I I don't know how target does it anyway. uh, So there was one time, there was one time, I think it was several months ago. Um, I was telling my supporters how, oh, business hasn't been doing well. I haven't been receiving the income I've been receiving. Um, and I have to use my savings now to take care of my bills. I had about three months of, of bills saved up. So mm. that's what I used. Um, and the love I received from my supporters was amazing because they were like, this is real life. And now you're helping us understand the importance of having savings because something like this can come up even for someone who has a successful business, six-figure business. There are times when business just doesn't go well. You mm-hmm. have to have that savings. So in the midst of all that, I went to Target and I think I spent like $350. Mm. And I said, and that was like right after I moved out. It's just, you know, I moved out. Just me and my daughter, own apartment, big girl bills, right? Car insurance, car, all that stuff. And I was like, okay, how am I supposed to be transparent about this? Like, 
because there's a part where you are an influencer now, even though you didn't ask to be, you are an influencer now and people look up to you and take the decisions you make very seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to explain this? That I just went to Target because I was anxious and I decided to buy up the entire store. Um, and then I just did it. I was like, you know what, y'all? I spent a lot at Target. Don't know why, don't know how I'm going to pay it off, but we're just going to have to create a debt plan. And you see the comments like coming in, like, thank you so much for your honesty. I just did that the other day. And I don't know how I'm going to come back from it because I don't have any uh, savings or anything, or um, I haven't been making a lot at my job. And I just go to the store and I just find myself there spending hundreds of dollars. And I just thank you for your transparency because who would have known that someone like you, Taylor Budgets, this can happen to? And I was like, wow. Like, People really, really, really just need that relatability and that comfort in knowing that, okay, it's not just me. So I learned that um, financial freedom isn't just about um, not being able to um, or always having the money to pay for something. I don't think that's Mm -hmm. what financial freedom is anymore. I really think it's about the mindset. Amen. Like if I can change the whole, oh, I'm anxious. I got to go to Target and spend something. Then I have reached financial freedom. Because even if I don't make as much money as I have made, I know that, okay, I've changed that negative mindset of spending more money than I have. When the money does come in, I'll know exactly what to do. I will no longer be stressed in that like I said, to me is financial freedom. So my definition of financial freedom has changed throughout this journey of mine. It used to be, oh, I got all the money. Like I could buy whatever I want. Like my daughter is taken care of. If my family needs money, oh yeah, here it is, right? To, dang, I don't have a lot of money in my account. My savings is draining, but I'm not going to the store and creating more credit card debt for myself. I know that I'll bounce back. And I'm good with that. I have the money to take care of some bills because I saved, right? So that's what financial freedom is to me. I hope I answered your question. Sometimes I feel like I go down rabbit holes, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. I mean, I like, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real. Like that is your 100%. That's exactly what happens. For me, it's not Mm -hmm. Target. Like, Like, for me, it's not Target. Um, which is great. I just, I purposely will not go into a target unless like it's an absolute dire need for that reason. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll go somewhere else. That's not as appealing. I don't know. I like, I, I need to look at a psychology around what's going on with target because like, it's something about their atmosphere and their, their their setup and everything. Like it's gotta be, because first off, if you don't know, groceries are set up, grocery stores are set up strategically for a reason um to try to have you purchase certain things Mm. but that's a whole nother conversation um (laughs) but um for me my problem and somebody's going to relate to this as well is food Mm. fast food Food. like restaurants like any anything like you know i um so i think back i know exactly why i haven't i'll be honest i haven't dug into the roots of it enough to really truly address the problem Mm -hmm. for the longevity. And that is something I have to work on 
Right. 100%. I know that because I'm getting older. I'm not saying my age, but um, <laughs> I am getting older and I need to get this together. But my mm -hmm. thing is, so when I was younger, um, I grew up, I don't know if you're familiar with certain areas, but I grew up in Northwest Ohio and um, it was a, a, a inner city that mm -hmm. was not the greatest area to live in. And mm -hmm. my mother was single mother raising three children had she had a job and made um it basically more than what would be considered to get assistance right but not enough to live off of mm -hmm. right and yep. so I went to school I remember mostly end of junior year into senior year so like eighth grade to approximately 10th grade until I was able to start working myself mm -hmm. I went to school nearly every single day with no breakfast, yeah, no lunch money, no lunch. We couldn't afford the free lunch at school. Yeah, because, right, your mom made too much. Right, exactly. I came home, and you, you remember the old uh, Tupperware containers? Mm-hmm. So they had, like, the, the clear containers with, the, like, the pink lid. And okay. there were some that were, like, the big rectangular size ones. Mm-hmm. We had two of them. One was always full of rice and one was full of noodles all the time. I would get home from school after not eating all day and I would have a bowl of rice or a bowl of noodles with some butter and garlic salt wow. until my mom got home and cooked dinner that night, which was usually a couple hours later. That was it. So and that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's, I was essentially malnourished, but people thought I was anorexic. Um, and so now it's almost like I hoard food in a sense, like constantly wanting to eat it. Like, I don't want to say no to food because I said no to food for so long. Right. Mm. So I know that's my challenge and why, like most right. of my extra frivolous spending is on food that I didn't really need to, I could, I had food in the fridge. Right. right? <laughs> um, yeah. and it makes sense. Like, and I'm glad you realized that because yeah. sometimes it takes, Sometimes people never figure out the root of it. So yeah. for you, you figured it out. Now it's just about taking those actionable steps to to solve it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, I mean, I love that, like just the the vulnerability piece and the honesty and stuff. So um, I thank you for sharing that story. Same to yeah, you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but somebody's going to relate to each of us right? Mm -hmm. Like there may be somebody that relates more to the target thing than the food thing. And there's going to be somebody that relates more oh, to yeah. the food thing than the target thing. And then maybe there's somebody that listening is like, ah, not, neither one of those matters. Well, what is it? Is it shoes? No, it, I'm, I'm telling nails you. nails and hair? Right. And one <laughs> of the things too, one thing I learned from the, from the budget mom when I first started, she said the two most things that people overspend in is food and miscellaneous spending. Even if it's not Target, miscellaneous spending can be beauty, lashes, yeah. Botox, you know, whatever the case mm -hmm. is, it's still miscellaneous spending. Miscellaneous yeah. spending is stuff you don't need. You don't need it. You don't need it nope. to survive. You don't. I don't need Target to survive. Nope. Right? You need you food to survive, but um, it's the it's the over in it's the over indulging of, yeah. of food. Like what you explained. So those are the two most things that people um, have issues with. Yeah. Um, 
So I know that we, we we're, we're probably got about 15 more minutes before we're going to be closing the episode. Um, but I wanted to take a, a few minutes to talk about um, some of the products that you have, because you have an actual product line, <laughs> you yeah. have a website, actual product line. And I think they're very, very valuable resources. So I want to give you a few minutes to kind of just explain those resources, mm-hmm. why you think they're so important and then where people can access them. Sure. Um, so in 2021, it was like about a year after starting my YouTube channel, a lot of my supporters were like, open an online shop. We want to use, we want to buy the same things that you use, right? So I started off with cash stuffing wallets. That's what I call them, cash wallets. So basically they're little mini wallets that have binder binder rings and you can put envelopes in them. So you could put your grocery envelope, your gas envelope, and all of this stuff you can find on my Instagram at Taylor Budgets. I highlight all of my products on there. I also have binders um, that you can use for your sinking funds. And what sinking funds are, are long-term cash savings. So maybe you're saving for some fun money or fun activities down the line or holidays, Christmas, emergency fund, whatever the case may may be. Those are bigger envelopes in the wallets. Um, And then I have new budget books coming out. And I have two new budget books coming out that I'm so excited for. Uh, They're coming out Black Friday, but it's basically an undated budget book, which means that you can put your own days of the week. You can put in your days. You can use this for any year. It's basically what I think is going to help you manage your finances. Um, It's the same book that I use. So I always tell my supporters, if you have a hard time, with the book or how to budget, just go on my Instagram and budget with me or go on my YouTube and budget with me. It's the same thing that I use. Um, Undated, it has savings challenges in the back. So you Mm -hmm. can have fun while you save money. Um, It has like debt payment trackers and savings trackers, investment trackers, um, expense trackers. It has all the things you need as a beginning budgeter and as a seasoned budgeter. Um, I also sell um, just accessories such as calculators, um, cash trays. So if you're ever deciding to start your own budgeting channel and you wanna have a nice tray to put your money in, or even if you don't wanna start a budgeting channel and you just wanna have a nice setup for your own personal use, I sell cash trays. And like you said, they are custom. So they all have my logo on it. They all have gold hardware because I just think that's more fancy. Um, But yeah, just something, all these products help you make budgeting fun. And that's what I'm about. I feel like budgeting can be this annoying adulting task Mm -hmm. because people think that budgeting means that you can never spend money. But for me, budgeting means that you manage your money so that you can spend money. Exactly. Right. Right. So... (laughs) And sometimes we need those cute products that we can customize to help our budgeting journey just be a lot more fun. So that's what I sell. Um, So yeah, you can check it out at taylorbudgets.com. But yeah, everything will be on there. And I just think it's cute. (laughs) Something to make budgeting fun. (laughs) I love that you brought that in because I was sitting there as you were explaining the products. I was sitting there and I was going to ask you like, hey, you know, there are people out there that are like, barely getting by or they feel mm-hmm. like they're barely getting by and they're like well yeah you have these products but like like you know I have to spend money to have them 
So like, what's the benefit of that? Like why, you know, why spend money on something like this when I'm trying to save money? Right. And you just said it, like it's there, it's a way to bring fun in what you're Mm -hmm. doing. And I love that you brought that piece of, um, you know, budgeting isn't a terrible thing. (laughs) I, I, I love the way you said it. Um, I usually say it a little bit differently. That's not as, um, like like fun and exciting is is the way you said it um but usually i explain budgeting as the foundation to your financial freedom yeah i mean basically yeah like it's not like it's with budgeting you have a choice you you get you're choosing what to put in your budget if there's something that's in your budget that you don't like guess what you can choose to, right. you know, not have that thing. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get a mortgage, you can't just be like, ah, I don't want to have a mortgage anymore right. this month. Like, that's not going to work. But you can choose, you know, are you in over your head on your mortgage mm-hmm. or on your house? Do you need to make a different decision on that? Do you need to explore, explore that a little bit? Do you need to explore having a side income so that you can afford what you have going on? Like, there's all these options, Right. right. And I, I like to tell my supporters, and sometimes I um, have one-on-one budgeting lessons with some of mm-hmm. my supporters. And I tell them, I say, don't take out fun out of your budget. Right. Because budgeting is not about, like I mentioned, just stopping everything that you love and just paying your bills and buying food, right? Yeah. Budget for, like for me and my daughter, it's Starbucks. We love Starbucks, so I budget for it. If I don't budget for it, I'm going to overspend in Starbucks. Or I'm late. I'm going to later say, you know what? I don't want to budget anymore because it doesn't allow me to have the things that I like. And I'm going to stop. So as soon as you start budgeting, budget in the stuff that you love. You may not be able to budget a lot for it because maybe your goal is to pay off debt and buy a house or pay off your car and go on this vacation. But while you're paying off that debt, while you're paying off your mortgage or whatever, budget in a little bit for fun. It's like a reward. Reward yourself for the hard work because budgeting, it's hard work. It's discipline, right? So daily, reward yourself. You know what? The two weeks that I'm paid, these two weeks, I'm going to give myself $60, $60 for Starbucks. Use that 60, 60 but be disciplined and stay in the 60 mm-hmm. right? So also be realistic with what you're giving yourself, but always have that main focus. I need to pay off debt. But while I'm doing it, I can still have my Starbucks. Yeah. Whatever it is. It may not be Starbucks for you, but whatever it is. Make sure you budget that in. And that's also what cash stuffing does. Cash stuffing allows you to set aside money for groceries, gas, eating out, Starbucks, whatever it is, but you're setting a limit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always stress that, set a limit. But anyway, yeah. No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, so to close this out, and you just gave a whole bunch of good insights. So I'm about to ask you to give some more. <laughs> um, if you could go back, Pre, you know, December 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, prior to that, as the person you are now and give yourself some kind of advice, what would you say to that person? I think that I probably would have continued to work while I was pregnant. (laughs) 
I decided to quit my job and just move in with my family. <laughs> and it's because I I could. Hmm. But for those who may be in that situation or or maybe you're a single person and you have all this money in the world and you're like, I don't know what to do with this, so I just spend it. Start budgeting. Like before mm-hmm. I got pregnant, I was making 1300 every two weeks. I was working at nine to five call center job at um, Hilton, right? And don't ask me where the money would go at the end of the two weeks. I would just spend it because I was a single woman. I could do whatever I want. Um, and I live with family. I live with my dad and I didn't have to pay anything because he was like, it's okay, right? I would have started saving. I would have started saving for a new apartment. Um, maybe start saving for your house. Start putting a little bit aside. Also start saving for an emergency fund because you never know mm-hmm. what happens. Emergencies are not planned. They are unplanned. Save at least $1,000 for an emergency fund. That's it. I, did, I did not do that. Um, start, start saving some money to go towards a future goal that you want. You may not even know that you want it when you have it. But just knowing that you save the money and you put it away is, it's just a good feeling. And also don't just save it in a regular bank account, save it in a high yield savings account, something like Capital One, so that your money grows while it's sitting in there. The more money you have, the more money that account will make you with interest, right? So I would just say, start saving. You don't know what you're saving for? Start saving. And put it away somewhere where you can't touch it. Yes. And and that's that's the best advice I probably would have given my 23, 24 year old self. I love it. I <laughs> echo everything that you said 100 percent Um Taylor, I have so enjoyed having you on. Yes. Um I don't want to end this conversation. I but don't either. We gotta have a part two. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, and actually, maybe we'll do a um, maybe we could do a live on Instagram one day. That would oh, be yeah, beautiful. I would love that. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, for in the meantime, y'all follow Taylor mm-hmm. on Instagram. Follow me too if you're not already. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you um, following Michelle? <laughs> um, definitely follow us both. Not, you know, we're on Instagram, YouTube. I, I know I'm on Facebook. I think we're both on TikTok also, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not sure about how to access Taylor or her websites or anything, the links are going to be um, down below in the show notes. Um, and don't forget to not only share this episode because somebody, you know, needs to hear this and you mm-hmm. just kind of subtly give them the information just right. by sharing the episode and be like, Hey, this is a great conversation. You should listen to between these two ladies, mm-hmm. but also, um, let us know in the comments, what you think about this episode. Like yeah. we want to hear what you think and whether this is relatable to you. So, um, thank you all. And we will see you next time on the bedroom talks podcast where right. we get financially intimate.